welcome back to the Let's Call It Nothing podcast, where we discuss all things fangirl. That was good. I don't know. I'm proud of myself. Um, We are taking a mini break in today's episode from talking about Fourth Wing to talking about everything else. Bookish. (laughs) And non-bookish starting off. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So so we're going to talk about dreams today, as well as things that we hate in books, as well as our thoughts on just like what I'm calling the bookish resurgence. Mm -hmm. So first off dreams, we accidentally started talking about this in the last episode and we were like, um, we don't have time for this. We'll come back. Let's save this. Mm -hmm. And if we have ever talked about any of this stuff before, it doesn't matter. None of y'all heard it. No. (laughs) So here we are again. (laughs) I can talk about the same things over and over again Mm -hmm. and just have a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. I forget what I say because yeah. I run my mouth so much. Yep, same. So, crazy dreams. Yeah. What are the, what's that about? Uh, I don't know. I have a lot of them. Uh, dad, my dad has a lot of them. I'm also the person that my family comes to if they have crazy dreams because mm-hmm. they think that I will interpret them it for them. You're just like, well, that's crazy. No, I I Do will you? I will tell them yeah. I like it. I'll be like, I'm just like you're, well, you're their dream guru. Yeah, I'm their dream guru. I, you know, usually it has to, anything has to do with like a feeling or something like you, you have a general emotion you're running on. Mine's always anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Um, you were talking about your trip to Scotland and <laughs> I was like, yeah, I had an anxiety dream and I don't have many of those, but that one where I was trying to get to work and couldn't yeah. get to work twice. Um, I used to have a lot about where I was naked and couldn't find the privacy to change back into clothes or where I needed to go to the bathroom and there were just like toilets in random public places. Yeah. So I don't know what that says about me. (laughs) It's just that you have high anxiety. Every night before I went, before the first day of school, I would dream that I was naked at school. Mm -hmm. It never failed. Always, for some odd reason, I think at one point I did have a cape, but yeah. I've had the, oh, now I'm about to go on stage and I did not learn my lines dreams mm-hmm. from like my theater days. And well, <laughs> I'm no longer in the theater days, but I've mm-hmm. had them since like not yeah. being in theater anymore. I've had them where I'm a vampire. Those are fun because I'm like really fast. <laughs> okay. I did base a whole uh, four book Wattpad series on a vampire dream I had when I was like 13. All right. So, Stephanie. Y- y'all go find it. <laughs> it's on Wattpad. Okay, Stephanie. It's called. What is it called? <laughs> Shall I share? Actually, the world. Uh, no, I'm not going to say that. In my head, the world building is it's pretty, pretty cool, yeah, pretty but I've point. used it in other stuff. Therefore, I'm not like willing to run with it. It's called mm. it's it's called Diary of a Newborn Vampire. I remember that. Um, it's about this girl who gets turned into a vampire and she goes off and has to live with this coven of sorts of vampires and ends up mm-hmm. yeah finding out more and there's like hunters and like mm-hmm. original vampires involved and mm-hmm. people die and yeah. there's some family Sorry. dynamics and some family tree stuff that's fun mm-hmm. um some uh faded mates type stuff yeah magic 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 i had one 
vampire story at one point where uh the because you know it was it was back in the twilight renaissance or Mm -hmm. you know everything was about vampires so where uh (laughs) this teenage girl gets changed into a vampire by like a neck beard vampire yeah i don't know why i just thought of that but yeah the neck beard vampire really (laughs) really on point i love that i didn't write about a lot of vampires but like that was the series that i wrote from the ages of like 14 to like 19 or something Mm -hmm. and they're all on wattpad i don't think i ever posted the last chapter of the last book the last couple of chapters y'all beg for it and she might (laughs) And I did have an idea for a sequel series as well as a novella bind-up. Yeah. So, coming to you on KU in 2028. <laughs> that goes into the five-year plan. Oh, sh- I have considered it, but I'm like, vampires aren't really popular right now. No. And I do I want to focus my time and my energy on this. Vampires. You might. I mean. I have other stuff I'd rather work on. Um. Yeah. But back to dreams. dreams. So... I don't know if this is an anxiety dream. I'm really good at dis- dissecting other people's dreams, but sometimes it's hard with me. I have well, welcome dreams. to my couch. Yeah. I have dreams where I am in survival mode and something always is a mishap. So like I'm getting attacked by a zombie or like there's a zombie uh-huh. raid and like uh-huh. they're coming towards me and I have a gun and I shoot said gun, but the bullets like fly straight. And then right when it's about to hit the zombie, it goes, and hits the ground. Um, I think that has to do with your need to like not control, but like you know mm-hmm. want to help, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not being able to control a situation. Yeah, and also along with that, I've also had like these are reoccurring dreams that I have a lot, and one of them is I'm trying to fight off somebody, but like I have the strength of an infant to like <laughs> I can't manage to get a hard enough mm-hmm. punch like it's super weak um i used to also have this like weird like a lot of my dreams were in third person perspective where i was just like this bird's eye view in my dreams uh-huh. and sometimes i would be able to switch to a first person but like i i wasn't in my dreams most mm-hmm. of the time like, yeah it was i was playing a character yeah I like someone too. else Mm-hmm. So, which was interesting. Um, so, there's this one dream, and it's one of my favorites to tell because it's so weird. Okay. I was a detective. Ooh, we love that for you. Solving these m- witchy murders. Witchy murders. Well, it's kind of like a cultish, cultish situation with some possible magical elements involved. I'm not sure. I'm loving it so But, far. um... I guess I heard about how these murders were happening. And so then I like put myself in the situation where mm-hmm. I was like called in and whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know if they like enlist you to join or the cult or whatever. But um, I was put in a situation where I was about to be victim number whatever. And this is how they did the murder. So they would have all their little witchy people. It was all women, which makes me think. Witchy. Witchy. And, uh, you know, a couple of women in a room together. It's got to be some witchcraft going. I mean, do we have a cauldron sitting on the table? Maybe. But it's just your Stanley. <laughs> My emo Stanley. My emo Stanley. Your hot pink emo Stanley. I love it. I like it. But um, they would turn off the lights. Mm-hmm. Except for there would be like. 
a flashlight or something. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this is where it gets weird. So you're sitting in this chair as the victim. I was sitting in this chair. I was the victim. Barefoot. Okay. Remember? Bare feet. And they would pour green yogurt <laughs> on your toes. It was out of a go-gurt tube, too. And then they had this tiny little mirror <laughs> they would hold. Just like. And the light would shine into it, and you would look into it, and then you would die. <laughs> so, like, tiny little mirrors you show it. It's probably like an inch. All of, like, yeah, like a, little, like a little compact mirror. Yeah, like very small. <laughs> But like the light would hit it, you would see like your eyeball looking into it, and then you'd just seeing your eye would just kill you. But in my dream, I was the detective, so I wasn't gonna die. Yeah, you knew better. And so I was in the chair in the dark, surrounded mm-hmm. by these witches. I don't think they were chanting; it was silent. They poured the green yogurt on my toes. It was cold; it went in between my toes. <laughs> And they <laughs> held up the mirror, and you know how I avoided dying? You closed your eyes. I looked to the right of it, and I didn't die. And then I woke up, so I'm not really sure if I solved the murders or not. I don't know what was to be solved. Seems like there. Maybe like is Gogurt involved? Who owns Gogurt? What brand? I just love that that was part of the torture. I know that was the part that always got people. My mom, like, I told her this whenever I had it because I was like in middle school or something yeah. when I had this dream, and she like went to work and told everyone about it. And they were like, "It's so weird." And I was like, "Why would you share that? You're sharing that your daughter, your flesh and blood, dreamt this. Is that not embarrassing for you? For me, it's one thing. I think it's hilarious. For you, it's embarrassing." Don't you want people to not think that you raise weird children? I think she found that that ship had sailed a long time ago. But yeah, that's the weirdest one that I remember. I want to know like why green gogurt, and I love that it's like some type of form of Chinese water torture. Like, no, it's in between my toes. <laughs> Where is it going to go? <laughs> why have it in the first place? That was my question. I'm sure. Like, this is fucking. Weird. I thought it was weird, but it's really weird. Like, how does this work? Are there like, like, are y'all doing this just to bother me? <laughs> Definitely. Are y'all like punking me right now? Like, what's happening? So, I had a terrible thought of like, you have a haunted house. <laughs> just a vat of green yogurt. Like, are you ready for the most terrifying experience? I, I have the biggest question though. What flavor is it? Screen apple. Not lime? Key lime. Key lime. Key lime. Key lime yogurt. Key lime. She's not involved in this conversation. She exited the room. I don't even think she's got her. No, I think I was thinking green apple because it's Halloween. But any other time it would be key lime. Oh, I wasn't thinking. That was just like a thought. It didn't go along with your thought. But yeah, gogurt. Green gogurt. Yeah, that's the weirdest one Mm. I can think of. There's been a few others. Yeah. Most of them are anxiety dreams or like I have uh, school dreams where a kid does something that just makes me mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I go to school the next day and, I'm like, and I have to be like, they actually didn't do anything. <laughs> like, didn't. I mean, usually it's one that like, you know, stuff sometimes. Yeah. I don't want to say too much, but you know. It irritates you a little bit on the yeah. daily, and then mm-hmm. they just weasel their way into your dreams. dreams. So you can't get yeah. a break. But I, oh, I hate dreams. I talked about this in the last episode mm-hmm. where I wake up exhausted. Yeah. I hate dreams where in it I find something I've been looking for. 
because mm-hmm. I can never find anything. Oh, I hate that. And then I wake up and I'm like, did that? Did I actually find that, or was that in my dream? I hate it when you think you've ate something that was. Like oh, you used super to never eat in my dreams either. Super, super good. Like you, it's the most delicious thing ever, and you wake up. <laughs> And you didn't eat it, and now you feel unsatisfied. And I was trying to explain that. Your whole life trying to find it again. I remember trying to tell somebody that in high school, and they were like, "Well, wouldn't you feel happy because you didn't eat the calories of it?" And I'm like, "What? Do what? No, I want to eat it." Like, like, shut up. Who are you? (laughs) I'm like, said that. (laughs) But yeah, I was like, no, uh, I I wanted to eat it, like. I would love to have eaten it. Like I would love it right now. Like Taco Tacos, they've been haunting my dreams for a long time now. Them early. I love Taco Tacos, and I haven't had one in years. Do you have deja vu all the time? Okay. I have. It's not even one one time deja vu. It's like I just keep on thinking like this has happened twice. No, it's happened three times. No, it's happened like 5,000 times. Like Mm -hmm. I'm living in this moment. It's freaking Groundhog's Day. And we know how much I hate Groundhog's Day. Mm -hmm. (gasps) That's something else I need to write down. Anyway. Okay. I was just wondering. I have it and it's at very weird specific moments. So like I'll give an example. So a couple years ago, I had a dream that I was – it's probably been about six or so years ago before I started working where I'm at now that I was at a yard sale selling stuff with one of my mom's coworkers. And I was like, that is so weird. That would never happen. Like, there's no way that would happen. So last, not last week, but the week before was the 50 mile yard sale. I was doing a yard sale with her because... Mm-hmm. My boss is best friends with her, and they had a joint yard sale going on together. And that, I mean, that happens a lot to me, but that one, I was just like, that is so weird. Mm-hmm. It all come together like that. Yeah. But I have the, I have some weird dreams, but it runs in the family. My dad has weird dreams, too. I think the last time we got together, I don't know what set me off, but I was just like, set off. A- I was just set off. Yeah. I was just like thinking about thinking about things that I hate in books that go beyond like, oh, I'm against novellas. Oh, I don't like italics. Stuff that's like part of the story that I don't like. Mm-hmm. And so I made a list. One thing I hate in books is prologues, especially long prologues. It depends. Especially if they have, you know... They don't have the characters I'm about to read about. I'm like, or if they are like complete, like years and years ago, like whenever these characters were kids, I'm like, I don't care. Give it to me later. Yeah. I don't care. I think there's a good rule of thumb with uh, prologues is no more than like five pages. Yeah. I feel like that's reasonable and not to like... I don't know. I don't have a huge problem with prologues, but mm-hmm. I would like them to be short. And I will say on a lot of these, um, I I write. So I've, I've done a lot of these. <laughs> she broke all the rules. But that's that's why because I, said I understand there's a formula to things and there's mm-hmm. things that make sense, but that doesn't mean they don't irritate me sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, like, for example, with prologues, the Shadowhunter books, these prologues, like... It's just random people fighting random demons half the time. They're not really random people, nor are they random demons. But, but you don't know they that. Have, 
like nothing to do with what I want to read about. I'm like, tell me later in like a paragraph or two. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, I also don't like dual timelines. So we're like one chapter is now. Next chapter is in the past. Yeah. I, because usually I'm just like, okay, but what's happening right now? I don't care. I don't like the bounce around too much. Like, there's a time and place for it. If I know I'm time traveling or something, sure. But I don't know. Outlander, I think, does a good job of that because it doesn't, the timeline doesn't, like, it doesn't bounce. Yeah. Like, it's just steady. And along with that, I don't like flashbacks. I think I've talked about that before. Especially if they're in italics. Mm-hmm. Especially if they're involving other characters. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you, beautiful creatures. Take it away. Or like, I think I get to it later. If it's like a like a romance where these characters knew each other back in the day, and you're like, oh, there's this big event that happened that caused them to be apart for years, or mm-hmm. that they're still holding on to, and you have these flashbacks that are building up its own story. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Which I understand. There's a that's kind of the point of those mm-hmm. stories, but it's just not my fave. It's just not something I love. One thing that comes to mind, it's not romance, but it's uh, Gillian Flynn's <laughs> Dark Places. It jumps back and forth mm-hmm. from past and present, but like in it, the main character witnessed her whole family other than her brother who committed the murders or allegedly commit the, committed the murders uh, it goes back to that night and then it yeah. goes or like a couple of days leading mm-hmm. up to it. And, and it that makes sense for the story. Yeah. Like, yeah. But like personally reading it, sometimes I'm just like, OK, like I don't I want to be here. Yeah. Right now. It, it just depends on what kind of story it is. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I hate, 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 hate time jumps where there's like this passage of time that passes where you are not in the story. Yeah. And I see it. If it's in a romance, I'm immediately like, OK. Like, I'm out of the story at this point. Yeah. Especially if it skips ahead a part of the relationship. Because I've read way too many where, like, they get together or, like, they're catching feelings. And then there's just, like, a page where it just, like, does a little rundown of what mm-hmm. they've been doing the past few months. Mm-hmm. And then we're to present time again. And I'm like, I'm not seeing that connection building. Yeah. And that's the whole point of a romance is... For yeah. The connection. Yeah. And I don't mind it as much in like fantasy where there's like a training montage type mm-hmm. thing. I don't mm-hmm. mind that as much. And I understand in a romance and maybe like, well, it's like that montage moment in a movie. But I'm like, this isn't a movie though. Yeah. Like, I need to see the stuff building. Otherwise, it's just like, whoa, we're here now. Whoa. <laughs> uh, maybe a time jump if they're on the outs. Mm hmm. But even then, sometimes, yeah. like, I'm like, it's been too long. If y'all done been married to somebody else and done this and done that, and it's a time jump, yeah. I'm like, eh, I don't know. But there's um there's two popular series by popular KU authors that have this. And people, people hype up these series a lot mm-hmm. and hype up these authors a lot. And I like other books, either in the series or other books by them. 
And one of them is the the Twisted series by Anna Huang. And the first book, Twisted Love, I'm always like bottom tier in that series so much because the timeline of that series is so weird. It jumps around so much. Mm -hmm. Like this much time passes, then this much, then this much. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And another one is the, what's it called? The Dirty Air series by Lauren Asher, which is like, follows F1 racers and the first book is called throttled and it's one of those where like they're traveling around to these F1 races and you're like missing stuff because she's mm-hmm. like oh we went to this really cool place yeah. that I'm not actually going to tell you about mm-hmm. and we got closer but I'm not actually going to tell you about that so I think about uh Colleen Hoover mm-hmm. and November 9th mm-hmm. have you read that no okay so it does I, I watched somebody review it it was a very poor review <laughs> of the like they did not like the book but yeah. it jumps to each year mm-hmm. on november 9th mm-hmm. i don't like think that. i would like that hmm? i don't think i would like that it's not um it's i don't know i feel like you miss so much you have to assume a lot mm-hmm. in books like that and it just I think it's very, very for a very specific type of people who just like stuff like that. And I'm mm-hmm. just no. And then there's one book I read recently. Y'all, I gave a book two stars. Yeah, I never do that. But I gave no. this book two stars. I'm not going to say what it was. You can look at my Goodreads if you're really curious. But um, and it was partly because there were so many time jumps. Mm-hmm. The whole first half of that book was time jumps over the course of like five or so years mm-hmm. where it'd be like one month later, two months, 12 months, like whatever, mm-hmm. like, and you're not seeing, and then suddenly these characters are in love. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, since when? Mm-hmm. Like, like I can't keep up. And I just, that's one reason I did not like it. And at a certain point I was just like, I'm tired of the time jumps. I need, I need to be grounded somewhere yeah. to be in the story. So I think that's like one of the biggest things that bugs me. Mm-hmm. And I read a lot of romance, so that's what I think about mostly. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's something that it doesn't like deduct a star rating from me, mm-hmm. but it makes me, you know, be like, okay, like if it doesn't go uphill from here, then. But Caitlin's favorite book in the Twilight series is New Moon. it is not i've just read it the most but and you know what my favorite part is there's a possibility november (laughs) december (laughs) i think it's because the first time i read it when i was like 12 i was just like what whoa she's real sad (laughs) she's real sad her boyfriend left her nothing happened i wish i could go back to like that mind that brain yeah um i also a bunch of people hate epilogues i don't hate epilogues it depends on how the epilogue goes <laughs> but i've realized something once again i read a lot of romance i don't mind if it's like in the future they get engaged they're having a baby whatever it's a cute little fun time but if it's an epilogue in the distant future where they are like old like, I read them where they were, like, retirees on a cruise ship. I was like, oh, no. I hate all epilogues and romances. <laughs> Unless it's, like, a very specific kind of... There's always a bonus epilogue, too, that you can, like, download a and book funnel. Oh, that's the bonus I'm, epilogue. I'm just like, oh, okay. Trigger warning if you don't or I don't want to scan through it. Pregnant. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't like that at all. But um, and I've also read somewhere, it's like 
okay, the main characters are older and they have kids now and their kids are like gr- almost grown. And I'm, I'm like, oh, and they're like having romantic interest and stuff and like talking about stuff. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Why? And like, I'll read a sequel series about the kids or whatever. But like, like I'll know. see those characters old. It makes me sad. Like, it does. And there, there's one epilogue, though, that breaks my heart because it's in the distant future. And that is Clockwork Princess. Because the thought of Will Herondel no longer existing hurts my heart. Like, I sob whenever I read that epilogue. <laughs> I'm like, them on Blackfriars Bridge just talking and mentioning Will has mm-hmm. me sobbing <laughs> because I'm like, no, no, he is forever young, he, chasing he, after he, demons. He didn't die. He didn't die. He, he didn't, didn't just die. defeat the demons. He defeated his own demons. <laughs> I'm like, don't break me like this. Oh, mm. another thing I hate is tangents and books. I read a couple of just like cute little romances where suddenly there are like two paragraphs in a row talking about like feminism, which I'm like, yeah, totally. But this is like, I, I'm just here. I'm just here. And you're going off, ma'am. You're going off. And it's like the characters in her dialogue. But I'm like, she is not just suddenly while she's talking to her coworker, Thinking having this thought of feminism. like how ridiculous the world is and feminism and stuff like Maybe she is, but I feel like the author is just inserting some stuff, trying to make a point. Enforced points always bug me. Oh, yeah. It doesn't even matter if you agree with the point. If you're going to get on your side about them. It's very telly and not showy. Yeah. If you're going to, I need it to be done in like an Allie Hazelwood way, talking about feminism. Yeah. Because she's like, I'm going to write a whole story about feminism in the workplace. And I'm like, okay, go off. Don't tell me in a couple paragraphs I'll unfair life. I don't know. I can't help but agree. Um, I don't like anything where they like are preachy about it. Yes. It almost gives the author a false sense, like a sense of haughtiness to them. Like they're like, oh, I have these points to say Mm -hmm. and... I'm going to tell you about them yeah. and I'm going to force that and not in a way which authors should mm-hmm. like there is a way to put that thought mm-hmm. out there and just having those little tangents yeah. does not help. And there's like one very specific one I'm trying to remember that I read sometime this year and it was either like a popular one or a new release of like a series I really liked or an author I really liked. And it she just like went off. She, the author, just went off. <laughs> and I think it was like along the lines of feminism. I was just like, like it took me out of the story. Okay. So that happens. And then have you ever noticed when that happens, nine times out of 10, they will completely go against what they just said in, <laughs> in, in the romance which i'm like okay fine do what you're gonna do Mm -hmm. but like (laughs) i need some self-awareness right now (laughs) if you can't like you're gonna go on that tangent you might want to make um the the guy not an alpha male thank you i'll get there in a minute um i also don't like uh multi-point of view whenever i hate a particular character or whenever i'm just like completely disinterested in their story Mm mm-hmm like, I mean, I think of the uh, the Last Hour series, part of the mm-hmm. Shadowhunter series, reading about Grace, 
who I always talk about. I scanned her chapters the last time I read that yeah. series. I think about Era Fire. I did that with, okay, so I didn't hate the other characters, but other stuff was happening. But like with Queen of Shadows, I think. Uh-huh. When they were, you know, it was going like between man and, and yeah, so I was getting to, and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to get to when I read Era Fire the first time, it was just hard to read. The second time I read it, man's chapters, I was just like, skim, 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 skim. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people struggle with her chapters, which yeah. I end up really liking her character oh, later yeah. on, but. I'm just not interested in it at that point. No, because you got Rowan Honky Fest White. Also, born. it's just I'm not gonna get into Era Fire, but um it's just so different yeah. from the other two books that you're like, What in the world's going on? What's going on? And what who is this new character yeah. that we have no idea? Mm-hmm. I feel like that could have been done a bit better because Nobody yeah. cared about Manon at that point, but I said long chapters, which I may have talked about last time. We kind of covered a subject similar to this, but I, I need them short and sweet. I never noticed long chapters until we started reading or right. I started writing the podcast notes for Fourth oh. Wing. I just I need them short and sweet. I don't even think they're that long. It was just mm-hmm. w- there's a certain length of the chapters that Rebecca does, and it's like. These feel like they drag on forever. <laughs> and it wasn't like, it wasn't bad reading. It's not that big of a book, but mm-hmm. the, you know, just writing notes for the chapter, it's like, oh my goodness, I'm never going to get through this. I also hate it when the story just doesn't end. When you are like 85% through it and you're like, okay, it's, we've reached the climax. It should be over by now. Be over no, by it's now. not. Something else is going to happen. No, they got to talk to this person. No, they got to cover this. Yeah, I don't like that. No, we got to tie up this loose end. I feel like that's a problem with more romances than anything, but. Yeah, I've read a couple where I'm like, okay, we're taking it down the star because this will not end. Like, I will do that. Yeah, because no that's a little ridiculous. Yeah. That's like a lot of ridiculous. Kind of along with that, I don't like it whenever there's any kind of conflict like at the end, I've read books where I'm 95% through it mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, sudden conflict. What if he's cheating? And I'm like, we got 5% to deal with that. I'm like, you're just, are you still that insecure? What did we yeah. do this whole book? Mm-mm. But yeah, that bugs me. And then my last of just like the general things I hate in books is overused words or phrases. Looking at you, SJM, with your buttery sunlight. <laughs> I was like, what was and that? your watery bowels. <laughs> There's someone else talking about the watery bowels the other day. Looking at every single writer with the whiskey-colored eyes. Uh, SJM. SJM, I didn't realize you were in that camp, but you sure are. And, I mean, I love that whiskey is spelled two different ways. Mm-hmm. It, it just makes me giggle. But it does not make me giggle the amount of times I read. Whiskey-colored whiskey eyes. eyes. I get it people's eyes are the color of whiskey cool we're gonna start a compilation of whiskey colored i'm like eyes. i've read so many there can't possibly be that many more oh, but there is liar my favorite was whatever book i was reading where it was whiskey colored shoes <laughs> i don't know the the buttery sunlight got me just because it was yeah i was like oh i like that description and then she just kept rolling with it it's it gives um what's her name anastasia 50 shades of gray yeah it gives inner goddess. Inner goddess. 
I haven't read that book, but I know that. And then just to cover some of my least favorite tropes, if y'all have any, you might as well share too. Do you have any like general things that you hate? Uh, not really. Um, I feel like some things it's it's all a it's all a gr- I think in shades of gray. I mean, I'm not a huge romance. Speaking reader. of Anastasia, yeah. Um, I'm not a huge romance reader. I'm there for not a hard time if I am, but you know, I don't. I'm not big on you know anything. I don't like books with like pregnancies, mm-hmm. hot, like I'll, like super involved in the story because it just takes me out. Like I gotta be in the mood. Yeah, I hate SJM. I hate um, (laughs) when it switches point of views, but it's the different, like, there's a first person and a third person. Within the same book? Within the same book. What book is that? Frost and Starlight. Um, Haven't read it. Not playing on it. There's another, like, I've heard of other people doing it. Not What was the one um, I was watching... Oh, 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 speaking of Fitchy Shades, that's who it was. It was E.L. James. Mm-hmm. She did the same thing. The Mr. and the Mistress. Those she wrote two, more books. Yeah, she wrote more books. It's a thing on book two where they just, they got really excited and make reviews making fun of them. But gotcha. they go, they switch points of views. And uh, in the guy's perspective, it's first person. But in the girl's perspective, it's third person. Why? I don't know. But apparently, some people do it. Looking at you, E.L. James and S.J.M. Also, I don't love third person in a romance. Mm -hmm. It does take me out of it. Yeah. And I think that's more of like a new thing, like with me reading so much. I don't mind it with other um, genres, I don't think. But particularly. I think romance is one of those things, like the purpose of reading it is kind of to imagine yourself not completely, but, you know, to some extent, imagine yourself as that person. Like, you want these things to happen to you. Caitlin. <laughs> I'm like, oh, some of this stuff I'm right. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> you're a rare breed. I'm talking about, like, the lighthearted romance. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. It's kind of, you know, you kind of want. Okay, like, for instance, we've talked about Song of Achilles mm-hmm. a little bit, and I can't really get into that because i've read bl but i've read bl is like literary mm-hmm. instead of romance and i can't get into a bl romance because i'm not a man that makes sense i mean there's other people that enjoy it but i just couldn't get into it because of that i was like you know i can't can't do it but like giovanni's room and stuff like that i, I enjoy because it's not just a romance, yeah. I guess. So I, I've talked about my least favorite tropes before, but like just digging in a little bit on them. We're going to start off with the really um, basic one. Friends to lovers. What you talking about all the time? It, it can work. Yeah. In real life, it's probably going to work for it's, me. It's probably a good but, thing to be friends to lovers <laughs> in real life. Um, um, And I don't mind it. Once again, I read a lot of romance. I don't mind it if like within the story, you watch them meet, you watch them become friends, and then they develop feelings for each other. Mm-hmm. Like the intention is always the romance. Yeah. It might not be their original intention because they have no clue. Yeah. But like I've met that person. Yeah. But it's more of these like you start the book and these two people already know each other. And they're friends. And, and they're, they're friends. 
and they've been friends. But they are harboring these feelings towards each other. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the reason I don't like this is one of the first books I read with this trope, I was just like, why don't y'all just be together? And I will say what book it was, because a lot of people in like the KU romance sphere have read it, and it's called The Cheat Sheet by Sarah Adams. And I just, they they loved each other. Like, I mean, they were had feelings for each other first off and you get like her chapter first and she talks about how she like has this giant crush on her best friend who's like this football player and she's like a ballerina um they're grown-ass adults too Ew. and they've been they've been besties since they were like teenagers but like it would never work and she's like oh i i'm in love with him but it would never work because i'm mm-hmm. this way and he's this way i mean and, it's excusable in high school but damn yeah like they they practically like live together i think like i don't remember exactly because i read it a couple years ago Mm -hmm. and then you go to his chapter where he's like oh my gosh i'm so in love with her yeah but she would never like i don't want to ruin our friendship she is insecure about it i believe i have i haven't read in a while and he's just like oh like this 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 Mm -hmm. he ends up coming with this game plan with his football buddies about like getting her and then they have to come up with this other thing for whatever reason i think for his image where they are in this fake relationship and i'm just like at that point just be together just be honest you both know that you have feelings for each other you are grown-ass adults and i think reading that book has kind of just like turned me off of that particular trope and i've seen it work i've read books where i like it but also with that book you had the problem of having the dual perspective Mm -hmm. because yes part of part of the thing about romance is the suspense of Mm -hmm. it and i mean i love like dual perspective where you're finding out like one side's point of view and then you're like oh this other person's thinking this like with all kinds of different Mm -hmm. tropes and character dynamics yeah and i'm saying that's fine i like I actually like, okay, we're talking about fourth wing. I wish there was more part of Satan's point of view. I don't. I like the, the mystery of you it. You like the mystery mm-hmm. of it? So you're not getting the special edition? I've already stated I'm not getting the special edition. Oh, okay. Uh, and that's for other reasons. It's a waste of my money. Yeah. Like, not in the middle, but I'm saying like towards the end, I would like more of his perspective because of reasons I'll get into in the book, like when we're discussing the book. But like... I feel like it would be helpful in some cases because I don't know what he's thinking and it drives me nuts. But yeah, I just, I don't like the the friends to lovers with them harboring these feelings and then being like, oh, I don't want to ruin the friendship. And I'm like, why not? You're ruining it by thinking these things and yeah. just being jealous of every person they date and then being jealous of every person you date. And you always like... Whenever you do date someone else, you're not giving them your all because you're harboring these feelings in this time with your best friend. Mm -hmm. And the other person's going to be insecure about that. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, (sighs) ruin the friendship. Ruin the friendship. Yeah. Um, I also don't like alpha heroes. I've just decided. Uh Sometimes I'm just like, I'll read one. It's fine. But (laughs) these like mafia men, I'm just like, "Mm mm-mm. And there's a few where, like, they start off as, like, okay type of people, and then they just go alpha, and I'm just like, it's worse. I don't the complete opposite, where they start off alpha, and then they come these sweet cinnamon rolls, and I'm like, where did that come from? Where did that come from? Uh, I like, there's a level to make it work, I think. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like with that, you need to have, like, there's a certain level of, like, macho man that mm-hmm. you got to be, and there's a line you can't cross, you know? It's more of, like, the dynamic that I see a lot where it's the alpha hero and the sweet, innocent, virginal, like, heroine. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just like, okay. If it's, like, a badass doesn't take anybody's of heroin i'm like okay like yeah, i'll deal with that dynamic mm-hmm. because he has someone to like you know mm-hmm. play off of but if she's just like okay then i'm like yeah uh-huh. scenario so you got this big tough biker guy right not something you would read but just go on with what i'm saying i've read bike like six biker romances how did i know that i don't but anyway, it's been a while. The other one has not come out yet. Oh, okay. So big, tough <laughs> biker guy. Uh-huh. And, you know, he's like the motorcycle leader or yeah. whatever. Of, uh-huh. And he meets this girl. And around her, he's not the big, tough. Oh, I love that. You love that. Yeah. Okay. So if he's alpha towards her. I have a problem. Okay. Okay. That's what I was yeah. getting at. So that's what I'm saying. So there's got to be a level to it. Yeah. Because I like not a book ever. I like because that's how I am. I like it when there's you know they can be big macho around other people, mm-hmm. but I don't like the like the I'm too good for you. I I'm doing this for you. I, I have, there's too many men like that out in the real world. Yeah, you don't want to read about them. And it's like a like in billionaire romances, like mm-hmm. where I'm just like. There's a power dynamic you just don't. Yeah. It's just not interesting. And sometimes I'm just like, oh, this is fun. I'll read this. Mm-hmm. But then like billionaire and like mafia romances. I'm like, um. also I talked about this a little bit, but like a second chance romance. All these are romances because it's what I read where they like were pulled apart for whatever reason before because of something stupid, some miscommunication or something. Yeah. And they like they don't talk about it. Until it's like the big climax of the book. Yeah. And you're just like, really? That's why I was reading all this? Mm-hmm. Because you, you couldn't talk about it? Or um, when they do get back together in the book, then they are immediately like are happy-go-lucky. They're not assessing their old problems. They're not mm-hmm. assessing who they are as people now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, 10 years have passed. You two have changed. You need to go over you need You need to figure out who you are as people now. Yeah. Like maybe it wasn't timing then and it's timing now, but you still need to figure out who you are as people. And then I also don't like it when um, it's enemies to lovers and they do a quick 180 where they're suddenly like, oh, <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, there can be like physical attraction always. Mm-hmm. I think that's fun, but where I don't know. I mean, it's to never. lovers is so like touch and go for me anyway. Yeah. Where I love it, but so much of it is classified in moves to lovers, and I'm like, no, it's not. He's been pining after her all along. He just doesn't know what to do with feelings. Yeah, I kind of like those though. I mean, I do too. I, like one of my favorites is the hating game or the love hypothesis, and mm-hmm. that's like what they are. The book we're reading now. Enemies to lovers. Yes, I know. Are you standing? Are you standing the trope there? Yeah, because like it's one of those like ulterior motive type things. Mm -hmm. And like also their physical attraction towards each other was Mm -hmm. just like, damn it. Like, why is he so hot? He wants to kill me. Why is he so hot, though? Mm -hmm. Where like I can kind of 
But it's when they go to, oh my gosh, like I want to kill you to, oh my gosh, hee hee hee. Gotcha. Anything to add to those? Uh, not really. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a huge romance reader, so I don't have any like, I just don't like dark romances. I, the biggest one for me is the ones that cross a line. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've kind of talked about how I've read the first 100 pages of Haunting Adeline. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot like you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked you. But... With that book, this is just like justifying everything that happened. Yeah, it's like romanticizing it. It is. And it's... I haven't read it yet. I'm about to, but... Yeah, it it like... I don't know. Like, characters have to make dumb decisions in order for the story to progress. Yeah. And I'm like... That's why I feel like if you read that book, you, you gotta go in it knowing what you're gonna get. Yeah, yeah. And that is just this up story yeah these two people where you're like well okay i hope these kinds of people don't really exist but they do they do fun to read about for some people but okay i also quickly wanted to talk about something i'm calling the bookish resurgence and that's kind of this popularity that has grown with reading Mm -hmm. and i don't know if it's just because i have gotten reinterested in reading over the past couple years yeah so i'm seeing it more but I feel like it's become popular because I like I go to work and people are talking about reading books. Yeah, there's a lot more uh, opportunity to read, mm-hmm. um, especially with like, you know, audio books being readily yeah. available and, you know, uh, ebooks being readily available. It's a lot easier and accessible for mm-hmm. people to read. So it's not becoming as uncommon. It's same with comics, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people are reading and it just depends on what they're reading and mm-hmm. stuff, I guess. Is. Um, and I watch like, I do watch booktube, which I understand that booktube is such like a vast genre that has grown so much over the past couple of years. Um, and I used to watch it way back in the day too, like back whenever I was in high school, early 2010s era. But, um, the people who were on there then compared to the people who are on there now, it's different. Yeah. And I think right now, bookish influencers have so much power. They have a lot of power. Like the books that they recommend grow in popularity seemingly overnight. Granted unwarranted sometimes. <laughs> but, um, Most of the time. And it's, it's, it's funny to me because like part of me is like, I watch these these booktube girlies like go into a bookstore and they like point out these books that I know from watching their videos months back that they made popular. Yeah. They are the first people I've ever seen recommend these books Mm -hmm. and they're getting no credit for this. Yeah. They are just I mean, they're getting their, you know, influencer coin. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they end up getting, you know, arcs for books and everything Mm -hmm. and these different perks. Um, But like seemingly they're getting no credit for it. They're just like, haha, it's so funny. This book is right here. And I'm like, yeah, because you're telling everybody to read it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's so cool for you. But then also they're getting so much credit. Yeah. From like other uh, bookish influencers who are coming on the scene. Like I watch booktubers who are, you know, only a few thousand subscribers and only a couple months into their career on booktube. And they're like, Oh, because so-and-so is reading this and they're like defined by this book or this mm-hmm. book is defined by them or whatever. They made this popular and they hold, hold up freaking like Aquatar. 
Yeah. Or like Throne of Glass or something. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I've been around for a while. I don't know. I find it odd that we hold so much credibility to these people. Yeah, but that's just like influencers in, in, general. in general. That's kind of You're their right. job. And I was watching this one girl who she uh, was reviewing like her, the books that she read over the course of the month. And she held up uh, the book Addicted to You, which is part of the Addicted Calories series. And we're talking about how amazing it is. And she knows why it's so hyped up. And I'm like, girl, that's not why that series is good. That book mm-hmm. is like the lowest of that series. Yeah. No, their relationship is not good in that book. Like, keep reading they're like talking up these books because it's the thing to talk up and i'm like mm-hmm. keep reading like see and i wonder how many people are doing that with like haunting adeline or yeah. the book we're, we're doing fourth wing right now and i'll be honest with y'all i think it's overhyped okay here's my thing about the overhypedness is it like whenever i think of overhyped i'm thinking so many people are saying how amazing this is mm-hmm. i'm like there's that and then there's oversaturation where you just see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. And because people are seeing it everywhere, they're thinking, this is so popular. Mm-hmm. I have to read it, whether or not it's good or not. So I think that has happened. And I think that's, I mean, it's great in some cases because it's getting some people interested mm-hmm. in reading. And that's the thing, like if it gets people into reading, yeah. I think that's great because then they they read it, mm-hmm. they really like it, they explore other books like that, and then they explore like offshoot genres of stuff mm-hmm. that they like, and then they discover what they truly love. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, and that's fine. And no shade to Fourth Wing. I just think it's, I think there's so many people out there that are like all Feeding about into it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like really all about it and almost like cultish. <laughs> like, because every time I open up Instagram or something, it's like Fourth Wing, Fourth Wing, Fourth Wing, Fourth Wing. Which, think about it like cultish i don't either but I'm, I'm like not completely but i'm saying like i feel like it is everywhere and not no shade rebecca get your coin like whatever mm-hmm. but it's so much and then i'm like it's not like my it's not my favorite and mm-hmm. i feel like the odd one out because I wish I liked it as much as other people did. And I do recommend it to people, but only because I feel like they would like it. You know what I mean? Here's my thing with fourth wing is that there's only been one book. Yeah. And I think the hype over it has largely to do with social media and the influence of it. It does. Like how this book has blown up. I'm like, it's only one book y'all. Like, who knows yeah. where this series goes. Have you seen that uh, one video where it's this girl who talks about getting a Tamlin tattoo mm-hmm. after she read the first Akatar book? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, y'all, you need to wait. Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen yet. And that's how I'm on fourth wing. I'm like, like I enjoyed it. And I'm all for giving five stars to a first book of a series. Mm-hmm. I have nothing against that. I'm all for being like, this book is great. This mm-hmm. is my book of the year. I'm all for that. Yeah. But um, like giving your all into it. I'm just like, y'all hold up. We're getting really excited. Y'all went in way into this. And, you know. Which if people need something to be excited about, go for go it. Go for it. If y'all liked it, go for it. If y'all think that. This is what y'all really wanted? Go for it. I just, I don't know. I feel like people, like social media has such an influence, even on like what I buy. 
Mm-hmm. I've been, I guess, because I've been so severely disappointed in book recommendations by these people. I'm like, I can't trust you anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to wait and see like what they recommend before I can be like, because I'm like, oh, that sounds like a bo- good book. And then I'll pick it up and be like, this is absolute garbage. Mm-hmm. Whenever I was first like getting into reading again, like I picked up the stuff that people were talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, and that I thought sounded interesting first off, like something I would want to read. And I enjoyed a lot of it. But, you know, there were some misses where I'm like, maybe this isn't for me. Yeah. And that's something I just like continue to discover about myself. Like, I'm not a dark romance girly either. I'm just yeah. like, not, not my cup of tea. Like, I'll take some of it. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm like still trying to dissect exactly what, what I like out is. of it yeah. and what the problem is. I'm like slowly getting there. But yeah, I just, I think um, it's great that people are reading right now. Mm-hmm. It's great that they are reading what they want to read. I still yeah. think we've talked about this in recent episodes that there's a lot of uh, just pretentious people out there oh, yeah. who think they're high and mighty for what they read. For what they read. And it's it's not that. And I was going to point that out too. Um, it's not to say, like, I feel like I'm coming off like, oh, I'm super indie or edgy because I don't read I don't like what other people are recommending and that's not the case at all if you read classics if like I read classics I read literature and what are those those are just books that have been highly recommended over years and years and years (laughs) like you're like some of the stuff that's popular right now Mm -hmm. may be to that status one day and there's, I mean, there's books of that that I don't like. Um, looking at you, Handmaid's Tale. No, I'm kidding. But, <laughs> but like these people that are like, oh, I read so much more highbrow stuff than mm-hmm. you. This is so beneath me. It is. How miserable do you have to be to be judging what other people read? Like, yes, I will go through like with what influencers are saying they like and be like, eh. I can't trust your opinion on stuff because you like this and I don't like it, but that's just for my personal taste. Yeah. And also I think it's funny, like the stuff that's become so popular over the past couple of years, as far as like the people I follow, some of it's stuff that I read like years ago. Yeah. When this like series are still like Throne of Glass. I read, Mm -hmm. I started reading those books back in high school. I was like 16, 17 when I started reading those Mm -hmm. and people are like, asking about like tandem read and like all this stuff Mm -hmm. and like my thoughts on this and I'm like that didn't exist when I started reading these or like my thoughts on like Aquatar and I'm like I barely knew who Reeson was like and that he was going to be a big deal Mm -hmm. like when I first read the first book honestly I didn't care much for the first book Mm -hmm. but (laughs) the Shatter Me series has like blown up too in like the past year or so and I'm just like yeah, I started reading those whenever the original cover was out. This isn't a new new thing for me. So uh, that's part of like what makes me a little bit like, huh? Okay, well, this is a huge thing now. The Throne of Glass ones really kill me because people are like, well, have you done this? How about this? What's your recommendation here? And I'm like, I, I'm not the person to ask no. because I, I'm an oldie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, as far as that goes, I'm like, that was not a thing back in my day. Yeah. I'm like, my day wasn't too many years ago, but it was years ago. <laughs> in my time. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I've had multiple people say stuff about mm-hmm. the tandem read and I'm like, I have zero opinion yeah. there. I know about the tandem read. I did the tandem read. Honestly, I wouldn't have done it if it was a thing. I only did it because if I didn't, I would not read Tower of Dawn. Yeah. And Tower of Dawn was good. 
but I wouldn't have read it. Yeah. It's so interesting to me. And I, I also love to think about how much these uh, social media book influencers, how much like capitalism affects. Oh, yeah. Because I used to never be like a book cover person. I was never like, oh, I need the prettiest book cover. Yeah, I need this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'll buy it used on thrift books mm-hmm. and have myself a jolly good old time. And now I find myself wanting, wanting to yeah. buy those pretty book covers to post, to make yeah. content. Mm-hmm. And it, I enjoy the not so pretty covers. I enjoy just sitting down with the book and reading it, you know. And I also, I, I think about like book influencers and like them um, befriending authors or like being mm-hmm. associated with publishing companies to the point of like, if they don't like something, they're not going to publicize that. Yeah. They're, they're going to give it a four star and say that it was good, even if it was an actually like a three star for them. Yeah. Like that's what they're going to do. I've seen people do that. Oh, yeah. Or um, the ones who are, are wanting to become writers. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know how that's going to work for you. Yeah. Because you've become so popularized in this community. Like people are going to read your book. But who is that girl? Aster. Oh, yeah. I was like, people are going to read your book, but they're going to have like a certain opinion because mm-hmm. you're a reader. Yeah, I don't think she's a um, Alex Astor, I think is her name. The girl that wrote Light Lark. Mm-hmm. I don't think she was an influencer beforehand, mm-hmm. but she hyped up Light Lark so much. Mm-hmm. Her own book to like a bunch of people thought that it was a popular book. To buy. I think that's their problem. Yeah. Um, she managed, like, she bought out. No, it might not have been her. It might have been the handbook for mortals person that did the. Anyway, I think, like, she hyped it up so much. And I've seen her. I've seen her on my feed, mm-hmm. like, hyping yeah. up Light Lark. Yeah. And I mean, that's part of the marketing of it. Like, I mean, it I is, but it, like, I don't know. It wasn't, like, I feel like she started off with the social media more than most authors do. Does that make sense? It depends because I follow some who mm-hmm. are have a pretty big like social media presence. Yeah, and that's fine. Because um, that's part of their marketing strategy. And some of them do really well with that. Mm-hmm. There's been a couple that I've read because of their marketing strategy. Yeah. Light Lark wasn't one of them. <laughs> that's because I've already been spoiled on everything and I'd rather yeah. not. But, but also like both authors and uh, book influencers, mm-hmm. they have so much power over a simple line from a story. Yeah. Like a quote from a story can get me reading it mm-hmm. like so fast mm-hmm. telling me the tropes. I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Like something so little can get me going for it. What kills me? What I don't like about that. So like, those are fine. What kills me is in the like when this meets this. Yeah. When this meets this, yeah. I'm like, sounds original. <laughs> like, <laughs> when this classic story meets this classic story. And it's like barely that. Yeah. Or uh, make it Alice in Wonderland, but sexy or something like yeah. that. Like, like if they still marketed Throne of Glass, like Assassin Cinderella. Uh, and I'm like, but it's not. It's not. Like, it's, it's its own. Like, don't put it in mm-hmm. one little... Yeah. I mean, I understand that's marketing, but, and like some people fall for it. <laughs> no, 
sometimes I'm like, okay, like I fall for it too. But that's one of those things where like first off, mm-hmm. like that's one of the first things I see, but then I dig a little deeper yeah. to see what the book's all about. Well, I saw like an author do it not too long ago and I was like, I had read the book before previously and um, I was like, do you disagree? I disagreed with it. I was like, mm-hmm. that's not what I got out of it, but cool. I don't think, you know, if you're looking for that, that's going to hit the spot. But what whatever. was the assistant to the villain one? It was like the office meets. But I was just like, those are two very different things. Brains turn into a pile of goo. Mine too. I feel your heartbeat. I should do like this meets this for my story. Shh. This meets this. Meet the Robinsons. Meet, meets. Meets. Once upon a time. That actually sounds good. <laughs> That's my Nina story. Um, Read and weep, y'all. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it just throws me. But I also, like, I like that these self and indie published off- authors are getting picked up by mm-hmm. traditional publishers because of the influence yeah, their books and are I having like that's in the great. community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I mean, I think that's great for them because a lot of them, like, they have either decided to go a different publishing route because they didn't fit in with the ideals uh-huh. of the traditional publishing world mm-hmm. or they tried and tried and just never succeeded. Mm-hmm. And then they're finally getting it with stuff they, you know, worked hard on. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. Everybody who tries really, really hard deserves a back. <laughs> Except uh-huh. for you, Tracy Wolf. <laughs> That's why she really doesn't like Fourth Wing. Because Tracy Wolf blurbed I, it. Look, I was scared. I was scared, scared when I saw that on there. I'm shocked that I even remotely, like, I was scared when, it, when y'all were like, we are going to do this podcast and we're doing it on Fourth Wing. And you agreed to it. I did. And then I look at the cover and Tracy Wolf's little praise at the front of it my my fear was like this is going to be fantasy yeah and it's really i mean it is but it's really not but it's really not but yeah i was like oh god what's gonna happen tracy wolf likes this and tracy wolf has wrote possibly the worst book that i've ever read no it wasn't the worst book i ever read but it's bad i'll give you some bad books it's real bad. I don't think I have anything else. Okay. Um. So next week, we will continue talking about Fourth Wing. I don't remember what chapters we're doing. Some of them. <laughs> we're going to need some dragons. Oh, my gosh, y'all. Mm-hmm. Next week, when you are listening to our Fourth Wing episodes, Iron Flame will be out. Yes. November 7th. Yes. So we're going to be reading it, right? Yes. I am. I don't know about you. I'm going to read it, hopefully, as soon as my hands get on it. I pre-ordered it. Hopefully, it comes that day. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll go from there, and we'll see. Uh, we're going to have our theories and stuff on a later episode. We're going to pre-record them and have them on a later episode. Yes. And we'll go from there. Oh, so, so join the ride. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Let's Call it Nothing Pod, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Hit it, Rabes. No. <laughs>